You know, as Christians, we have to understand and, and be real with where we are. That's what we have to see first, individually. And what where our mindset is and what we desire. Airing the Addisons. I think what God is really calling us back to, it's those individual personal revivals in our own lives where we're like, oh Lord, what have we done? We have minimized you. Promoting truth, wisdom, and empowerment. As the church, man, we should be on the forefront yes. of making disciples, of indoctrination and godly things. If we don't train our kids, they will not be able to stand. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Good afternoon. This is Aaron Addison's here on American Family Radio. You're listening to Wednesdays with Will, and I'm Will Addison, and I'm glad you are here with me today. We have a special show today. We're going to be highlighting another ministry called Real Fitness. Real Fitness with a brother, uh, Steve Bethea. And actually, Steve is the husband of our last guest uh, last week, uh, Christina. And so we're going to be talking about uh, his ministry and why it's such an important ministry for the body of Christ uh, to care about these temples that God has given us. And he has some, uh, also some, uh, a new program that he's going that he's working on. Uh, he's going to tell us about that. But before we get into it today, I just want to say praise God for what he's doing. There's a lot that's happening in our country today. I, I passed by a, a television. I saw the news about the derailed trains, and there was another uh, story about a truck that overturned and some gases were were uh, released into the air. Uh, there's just all kind of things going on, you know. But then there's news of re- revival uh, breaking out in in uh, in Kentucky at Asbury, you know, and things. And God is is on the move. And you know, I was talking to my brother Abraham Hamilton, uh, and I believe he did a show about. Uh, the revival and had a guest on yesterday. I didn't get a chance to listen, but man, you know, I pray that uh, a revival will spread across this country. We sure do need it. Uh, we are living in dark times, but man, it's prime time for the Lord to show up and to show out, <laughs> show who He is. You know, uh, man, look, our cities, major cities, are are racked with crime and murder and all these things, and you know, you have. Uh, the deviancy, we know what's happening in the schools. Man, what better time for God to awaken this nation? And so, you know, I'm not looking at uh, what's going on uh, necessarily with a skeptical eye. I'm watching and I'm reading accounts and the the accounts that I'm reading are people who are there and I I haven't read anything negative about it, you know. So, you know, I'm here, I'm not there, but man, I just pray that uh, God would, Across this country, across this country, uh, pour out his spirit. You know, we need it. We need it. So I think we should pray uh, to that end. You know, uh, too too often we can be found being so skeptical, being so like, you know, looking at things like, oh, man, I don't know about this. I don't know about that. And I think we need to be discerning. Yes, we preach discernment on this show. But at the same time, you know, I'm reading the reports. I'm seeing the things going on. I'm like, man. Man, so be it, Lord. Like, and 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 let it happen here. <laughs> let it happen in in my life. Let it happen in in my local assembly here in Tupelo. You know, let it let it happen here. Let it spread across the land. We need you. We need you. So I just wanted to comment on that. And we haven't really talked about it on, on our show here, but man, we've been we're watching and we're seeing 
you know, the testimonies and things of people who have gone there and, and, and what they are experiencing. And I say, praise God, praise God. And, you know, we're going to continue to watch and pray. Uh, if you would like to email us, email us at, at addisons at AFR.net, addisons at AFR.net. You can follow us on Facebook and on uh, YouTube. Subscribe to our channel. Uh, just search for Airing the Addisons. And you can also look us up on Instagram, uh, Airing the Addisons. Also, the uh, Marriage Family Life Conference for 2023. The dates are July 6th to the 8th. Um, uh, make sure that you go to marriagefamilylife.net, marriagefamilylife.net. Dot net to get your tickets. You know, um, we are expecting God to move, you know, like anything that we do, we desire that God would be in control of it, that he would move, that he would uh, uh, cause what he desires to happen, um, because that's the best way. We can always have our agendas and our plans, and, and it's not bad to plan, but the Holy Spirit should always be able to veto our plans. He should be able to say, no, do this, not that. And so that's the way that I approach even at uh, the Marriage Family Life Conference. You know, God, what do you want to do? God, what do you want to do? And uh, the theme for this conference is for his glory alone, for his glory alone. And I want to play real quickly uh, just a clip from uh, some of our directors uh, for the Youth Apologetics track, uh, Mark and, and Amy Warren. Uh, they direct the 13 to the 17-year-olds. And so um, they we we did this video where they kind of shared, you know, from their experience. And, and just to invite uh, for those teenagers, they have they have a true heart for those teenagers, and they desire to, to, to see those questions answered, you know, through Scripture. And so I wanted to play uh, just that, that, that clip of them uh, inviting uh, all who are listening, you know, to the Marriage Family Life uh, Conference. Uh, it's just going to be a great time for the whole family. Let's check it out. Hi, I'm Mark Warren. And I'm Amy Warren. We're excited about directing the Youth Apologetics track for ages 13 through 17, again at this year's Marriage Family Life Conference. Yeah, parents, as you know, there is a war of ideas waging in our world, and our kids are being caught in the chaos. And so we want to partner with you to help your teens learn how to reject these destructive ideas that the culture is peddling to them so that they can stand boldly for the truth of Christianity. Yes, we've lined up phenomenal speakers that want to help your teens think critically about the conflicting messages they hear every day. Absolutely. These are bold believers that understand that science, history, philosophy, and theology, man, they all speak to the truth and coherence of the Christian faith, and they want to engage your teens in these important conversations. And so in previous years, we've had the joy of watching like-minded um, teens and, and young people connect. We've seen light bulbs go off during sessions and families become determined to navigate cultural issues in a biblical way together. And so please know that we are praying for your teens even now. And so we hope to see you and your family at this year's Marriage Family Life Conference in Tupelo, Mississippi, where we will celebrate the beauty of God's framework and together gain tools that will help us build families for His glory alone. Register today at marriagefamilylife.net. We hope to see you there. Marriagefamilylife.net. All right, man. Praise God for the Warrens. They do a great job. They have a heart 
for what they're doing, and they really desire to see the young people uh, changed by God and also the questions that they have answered. And so, uh, man, you, you want to get there. You want to be there. I, I just firmly believe that the Lord will definitely meet us there. He has never failed to meet us at any of our conferences. I praise God for that. It's about his presence. I feel like Moses. If you're not going with, with me, I don't want to go. You know, I, I feel like Moses, man. Like without his presence, without him, man, what's the point? What's the point of having a, any any gathering, you know, of the believers without the presence of God? And so just want to uh, just say, you know, marriagefamilylife.net, get your tickets, be there. It's going to be a good time, a great time, really, of ministry for the family. All right, just moving ahead. I, I just want to share something real quick before we have our guest on uh, in the, in the, for the rest of the show. I was just reading uh, this morning uh, about Moses, and we all know how, how God called Moses, and, and Moses uh, was a, a meek man. You know, he was a humble man. I mean, God said of Moses, he's my servant. He's the meekest on the face of the earth. That's a high compliment coming from God that this this man is the meekest man on the face of the earth. And uh, God really used him. Now, he wasn't perfect. Now, he did some things that were out of order, you know, uh, missed the promised land because of uh, his disobedience. But, man, God really spoke to him. And I was just looking back on the, the earlier parts of his calling, uh, Moses, and Moses, when he was called, you know, it was an extraordinary thing that happened, the burning bush, you know, and God really made himself known to, to Moses. But Moses really uh, set up a few different excuses of why he could not do it. First, he, he said in, in uh, uh, Exodus chapter 3, looking around verse uh, 10 and 11, said, who am I that I should go to Pharaoh? And what and that I should bring the sons of Israel out of Egypt. Who am I? See, this is amazing because if you remember, Moses in his own strength tried to do some, you know, uh uh, uh saving of his people. <laughs> remember, that's what got him in trouble. He had to flee because he came to the rescue of a fellow Hebrew, you know, that was being uh whipped by an Egyptian, and he killed the Egyptian. And so now, after being broken down, right, he, he has to flee to, to Midian. And now God is calling him because now he's ready. Now he's ready. Before, he was doing things in his own strength, right? He was like, man, I can do it. I'm going to go and, and go down there and I see what's going on with my brethren, and I'm going to help them in his own strength. And because of that, it got him in trouble. Now when God is truly calling him, it's time now. He's broken. And he's like, who am I? <laughs> who am I that you should send me to deliver this people? Who am I? So that's the, the, the first excuse or first question that he raised. And then he said in chapter 4, but what if they will not believe me or listen to what I say? For they may say the Lord has not appeared to you. And look, we do the same things like God calls us to do something that's way greater than what we can do. And we begin to lob up to God these excuses. I can't do this. Oh, I'm not equipped for this. I don't have these credentials. We all have done that. When God is, is, is uh, 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 squarely, he's calling us, solidly calling us to do something. 
we in ourselves like to give these different disclaimers and, and excuses of why we can't. But then God had him, you know, uh, put the staff on the ground and it became a, a snake and then he put his hand in his cloak and then it came out leprous and then put it back and it was restored. All this to show that, look, I am sending you. You are going under the authority and the power that I am giving you. But he still had some more questions. He said in chapter 4, verse 10, Then Moses said to the Lord, Please, Lord, I have never been eloquent, neither uh, recently nor in in time past, nor since you have spoken to your servant. For I am slow of speech and slow of tongue. And it's amazing that this didn't hinder him the first time for trying to save his brother. Right. The Hebrew that was being beat. He didn't have all these questions. He was like, man, I'm going to go and I'm going to 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 uh, help my Hebrew brother who's being beaten by this Egyptian. But now he has all these questions. You know, and he said I was slow to speak back then, but that didn't hinder him and stop him from wanting to, like, you know, bring uh, his people out. But now he's broken and God can use him. And, And the Lord said to him, who has made man's mouth? Or who makes him mute or deaf or seeing or blind? Is it not I, the Lord? Now then go, and I, even I, will be with your mouth and teach you what you are to say. But he said, please, Lord, now send the message by whomever you will. So even in this, this was a barrier for Moses now. He couldn't do it. And and you know, as it goes on, you know, God says, well, I know you have a brother. He's eloquent, you know, and I would I would speak to you and you would speak to him and he would speak on behalf of you. You know, you would be to him as God. And so he used Aaron to be the mouthpiece. But God's original purpose was to use Moses, even with his frailty. Like God wants to use us in our frailty. You know why? Because he gets the glory. I've had to tell myself this many times because I'm one that I feel like I'm slow to speak. You know, I'm slow at speech. I, I don't have the right words. I'm not the, the best communicator. But when God has called you, none of that matters. You do what God has called you to do. When God has called you, you can have an assurance that and, and know that it's going to be all right. Even with your, your, your flaws and your weaknesses. If God is calling you to do it, do it. Because he is the one that made them out. He is the one that made our bodies. And any type of inability we have on our part is going to be to the glory of God anyway. This is Aaron Addison's here on American Family Radio, Wednesdays with Will. And we'll be back right after this. You don't get distracted by this earth. This place that we live for a small amount of time. These things we think we can take with us when we die. They don't last. Keep your eyes on the prize. Man. We looking around, but we got to stay focused. This life about a moment. I don't want to let it pass. I want to own it. Look in the grass. You see the opponent? He want to see you in chains. He want to see you in the flame. But you're going to be with the saints. You got to go through all the pain. You're living it now, but to die is a gain. I think about heaven a lot. And I'm going to do it for God. Now when I'm throwing the talent, I'm giving it all that I got. Look, I hope to see you in paradise. This ain't a game, ain't a paradise. I don't really care to be verified. I'm aware that light is what you bear inside. Put your faith in the Father. Forget the world and don't bother. You think it's hot, but hell's hotter. You're down for one drip of water. 
This is Aaron Addison's here on American Family Radio, Wednesdays with Will, and I'm Will Addison. Glad to be with you today. I have a special guest. We're going to be talking about a topic that I, I that I love. You know, I I love to to work out. You know, I love to uh, try to do new things as far as fitness is concerned. And, and Miki will tell you, you know, that it's just a hobby uh, that I picked up. And um, so, and I've talked to this brother. Uh, through Facebook, like message a couple of times, just asking him questions, you know, just about um, some fitness things. And um, uh, man, it's just awesome that he's doing this and that we will talk about the ministry aspect of what he's doing, because a lot of times, you know, with fitness, it's just all about, you know, the body, the appearance and things like that. But the spiritual aspect, we need to understand as, as followers of Christ. And so I want to bring our brother Steve Bethea, uh, he is on with me today, and his ministry is uh, Real Fitness. Uh, man, he uh, has has a website. If you go to uh, and see realfitness.me, I think that's it, realfitness.me. But he also has a group on Facebook. If you look look up Real Fitness, you will see it there. Steve, you there with, with us? Yes, sir. Can you oh, hear me? Yes, I can hear you. I can hear you clearly. Man, thank you for being on, man. I appreciate you coming on and, and talking about your ministry. That's one thing that we want to do on Wednesdays is begin to highlight different ministries around the country because there's a lot of people doing a lot of things. We hear a lot of bad news all the time, but God is on the move, man. God is on the move, and he's doing a lot of, a lot of things. So uh, I want to start us off, Steve, by if you could tell our audience just a little bit about yourself. How, how did you come to a uh, relationship in Christ? Yeah, sure. First, first of all, let me say thank you so much for for even having me on. This is it's an honor to be here. Oh, yeah. Um, so it's 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 actually a really long story. It's a short and long story. Okay. So what happened was is I you know I grew up in a Christian household. My parents uh, were both saved, praise God, and I got baptized at a really really young age. Mm. Um, the only unfortunate part about that is that I never really knew uh, what it meant to give your life to God, yeah. and I had some uh, religion in my, my belief. And that went on for, for a lot of years. Um, praise God. Um, it's a, I, I know, uh, Christina told you a little bit about her testimony yeah. and how she came to Christ. And it's, it's really beautiful what the Lord did because he used me to bring her to the Lord, hmm. but he really used her to grow me in the Lord. Wow. And when I saw, <laughs> when I saw how, how on fire she was for the Lord, I knew there was something I was missing. I knew because I had never seen anything like that before. I'd never seen um, her relationship. And, I, and to be honest with you, I got a little jealous. I was like, man, like I, I grew up as a Christian my entire life, but like I'm seeing something for the first time that's, that's, that's more, that's deep. Yeah. And it really drew me to go back into the Word. It drew me to start seeking the Lord more. And to be honest, what broke was, I heard the, I heard the gospel again, mm. and it wasn't. It was crazy because it's nothing that I hadn't heard before. Mm-hmm. I heard the gospel before, but this time, man, I felt this weight lift off my shoulder, and I believe it was that religion, that spirit of religion, I've been holding on to, and it really freed me. And ever since then, man, I've just been on fire for the Lord. My perspective has changed. I seek Him. I want to serve Him, and uh, just honor Him in everything that I do. Awesome, awesome, man. You know, powerful. Uh, testimony of the gospel. And that's the same thing that Christina said. She heard the gospel and it was like, you know, it just was something that, that penetrated her heart. And that's the power of the gospel. That's what we need today. You know, uh, we don't have to have all the different 
uh, glitz and glamour and all that, man, the preaching of the word and just the, the truth of the gospel is still uh, saving folks today. And so I want to ask you just concerning fitness, uh, has that is this something that you always been into uh, like this, or were you like an athlete growing up? You know, uh, how did you get involved uh, just in the fit, fitness aspect of things? So I have ever since I was I was little, I was interested in fitness. I uh, I remember watching um, the like the summer uh, Olympics or something or winter. I don't know what my mom and she she loved um, watching like the gymnasts and stuff and mm-hmm. like seeing for me the most impressive athletes. Are gymnasts, male gymnasts, because mm-hmm. um, not only are they they look fit, they look good, you know, from an aesthetic standpoint. But these guys are they're mobile; they can actually control their bodies. You know, they're fit; they're really fit. They can run; they're active. Yeah. And for me, being young, seeing that was like, man, like that's that's fitness. That's what I want to want to pursue. Yeah. Um, so ever since then, I've been in love. You know, I've had a passion for fitness. I've I've always have, and. Um, you know, later I, I pursued, you know, I got my degree in electrical electrical engineering and I became an engineer. Um, but fitness is, has always been there, always mm. been there my entire life. Even, you know, full-time student, I was always working out. Um, as a full-time uh, engineer working at 9 to 5, I still made time for the gym. I still mm. worked out all the time. It's just always, always been a part of my life. Mm. So even with that, uh, as you're growing in Christ, and, and this is a passion that you have, fitness, you know, how, how did you begin to see uh, what you're doing as far as, you know, your love for fitness as uh, being used maybe for, for ministry and to help other believers out? How did what, how did that happen? Well, uh, well, we moved. We, we moved from uh, from the East Coast to to, up to, to California. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we, just, we, we joined the church. We started uh, becoming more active in the church. And it just got to a point where we were just like, it's, it's not enough. Like, we need to be serving. We need to, mm. uh, Christine and I both knew, as we were growing in the Lord, it's like, okay, just going to church isn't enough. We need to be serving the body. We need to be um, giving back to the Lord. And, the, you know, I had to sit and think, you know, what did the Lord give me that I can give back to the body? Yeah. And it hit me. It was like, I've had this passion for, for fitness my entire life, and the Lord kind of showed me, it wasn't just for you. This was for the body. And I started to take a look at the body and I saw the need and I, and I always, I always saw it, but it was from a sort of a worldly perspective. I sort yeah. of lumped, you know, Christians in with just regular people. You know, mo- most people aren't fit. Most people don't work out. Most people don't uh, use discipline when it comes to diet. Um, but the Lord showed me like, this is not how we are supposed to live. There's, there's a different way we're supposed to be set apart in this. Mm. And I've given you this passion so that you can use this and give it to the body of Christ. Yeah, yeah, and that's the thing. I don't know what your experience was growing up before, as far as being in church, but I know church was usually associated with some food that was not, I would say, healthy. You know, like we had we had the dinners, we had the things. I remember um, we we uh, we directed another network called Urban Family. It was a part of American Family Association, but it was a different network. And we had a spot that used to play almost every day. Well, it played every day. And it was uh, don't eat the church food. <laughs> that was like the spot, you know. <laughs> and man, so growing up, that's something that's kind of ingrained, even in the the, the thought of um, fellowship. It's always surrounded by by food, and it's, it's amazing to me. Even in the Book of Acts, when it talks about you know how they gave heed to the apostles' doctrine, to prayer, to it said to fellowship, 
and to breaking of bread. So that's two different things, but we kind of lumped it all in as, as one. It yeah, yeah. So talk talk about a little bit more about how important it is as for us as believers to have this mindset about our bodies that man, we need to we need to care about this because some people will say, you know, bodily exercise only profit a little bit. Like we shouldn't really be concerned right. about that. What's your view right. on, on that? All right. So the first thing I'll say is that the enemy has done a great job of deceiving us when it comes to food. So something that the Lord meant for service and pleasure, mm-hmm. um, we've made an idol. Mm-hmm. And we we now we make excuses for bad eating. Um, we defend our bad habits. Even though we know it's bad for us, we will defend it. <laughs> and we will... Um, and then impart that into our children and our our loved ones, and we use the excuse of you know gatherings or tradition yeah. um, to to basically um, idolize food and glorify food, even when we know it's not it's not good for us. Um, I mean, if you look at the the body as a whole and look at how we're suffering, mm-hmm. you know, there's an obvious need that we need to uh, start doing better. We have to start working out. We have to start taking care of ourselves. Um, and we need to, so I, I think it's obvious the need is there. Yeah. Um, the, the problem is that, is that we don't, we, we don't, um, we have, I guess we've hardened our hearts in a way when it comes to the word of God about how to take care of ourselves. And to your point about the, about the scripture, you know, what, what it, I, I think that's in, is that, um, that Timothy, I think that's in Timothy, right? The, the scripture you just uh, quoted. Oh, um, it's in Acts. About, Acts chapter two, oh, yeah. Towards the the end, it, it talks about how they were gathering together to, and, and they, oh, yeah, no. they were under the apostles' doctrine, and they no, gathered. No. I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I mean the first thing about about where profit is little about how. Oh uh, yeah, 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 profit. definitely, yeah, yeah. That's yes. So, right, that's first Timothy so, four eight. So, yes. So so tell me. So this is what I try to tell people. This is not. He's not bashing physical exercise. Right. He's just using it <laughs> as an example because. You know, the the physical and the spirit is always in contrast. So it's a perfect mm. contrast to the spirit. But tell me one thing you couldn't put in there that wouldn't apply. Wow, thing, that's good. Yes. One thing, there's nothing in there that would not still apply yeah. because the spirit processes over everything. So what he's saying is, is that it's a fruit, right? Yeah. This is a fruit. Physical exercise is a fruit of the tree. There's many fruits. Don't focus on the one fruit. Focus on the tree, and then you'll have the fruit. Mm-hmm. So, if you focus on the spirit, then guess what? You'll 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 heed the word of the Lord. You'll take care of your body. You'll also be loving the others. You'll have patience, and and all these other things that come in the fruits. Mm-hmm. But don't don't read, don't take it as an excuse to not work out. Like, oh, see, it says it only profits a little. Oh, we, <laughs> you know, and and you know, we want to do that, right? Because it gives us an excuse to not work out. So yeah, um, yeah, it's just a misinterpretation of scripture, and um, <laughs> no, it's extremely important that we take care of ourselves. Yeah, and and, and I wonder, you know, because in some in some of this, you know, you've grown up this way. So how do you even begin to change the mind? of the person, you know, um, towards seeing it uh, differently. Because especially with food, you know, I'm from New Orleans. And one of the models in New Orleans was like, in New Orleans, we don't uh, live to eat, we eat to live, you know. Oh, live, you know. Yeah, we, we live to eat. I'm sorry. We don't eat to live, we live to eat. And so the thing is, when you when you raise that way, it's like hard to kind of change that mindset. You know, how do we even begin uh, to, to change that, that mindset? 
Man, I, I would say the, the first thing is, so first thing is realizing that it's a, that's a stronghold, right? And we build strongholds mm. um, that, that hold us down. <laughs> and, and the only way to break a stronghold is through the Word of God and, and revelation. And I know for me, it's about identity. Mm. So one of the things I try to communicate to the body is that we are, therefore we do. So we, we, we were made holy. Right when we when we live like Christ, we're not trying to be. We don't. We're not trying to earn anything. Mm. We do it from an understanding that that's the way we've been made. And anything we do out, out apart from that betrays our true nature. Mm. It betrays who we were made into. It's the same thing with food. Mm. In our spirit, we are healthy. We are strong. We are disciplined. It says we've been given the spirit of discipline. So when we um, allow ourselves to act outside of that. Mm. It betrays our true nature. It betrays wow. who we are. Wow. And if you realize first and foremost that you are healthy, you are healthy, you are well, you are strong, then guess what? The spirit always comes first. And once mm. you focus on the spirit, the flesh has to follow. It mm. has to. Mm. So if we if you focus on that, guess what you start doing? Oh, I'm a healthy person. No, I go to the gym. No, I'm disciplined. I'm not going to eat this thing. And when you exercise these disciplines, Guess what? Over time, your body will start to reflect who you already are. Wow. But your spirit, it's already been settled. Man, so that's, that's that, I was going to say, that's good. Even the point of pointing out that it's a stronghold. Like, I don't think we see food as, you know, our, 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 our you know, eating too much or eating bad food, things like that as being a stronghold. We're like, nah, we just enjoy this. It tastes good, you know. But if it's anything that's not in moderation, you know, becomes of sin, like, you know, it becomes too much. And so that the, right. what, you, what, you're, what you're saying is really good. And, and, and man, I, I, the thing is, the thing is, how have you um, maybe encountered, have you encountered some people that push back on what you're saying and saying, like, man, that stuff really, it don't matter in the grand scheme of things. You know, like, we're going to have a new body anyway. Like we're gonna be resurrected, you know. We're gonna we're gonna die anyway. Do you hear that type of stuff? I hear it all the time, <laughs> oh, all the man. time. And <laughs> and you know, one of the things I try to push back with is is like, well, what do you what are you here for? You know, Ooh. how long do you want to be here? That's good. And you know, what mission has the God has has the Lord given you? And do you want to fulfill it? You know, you know, a lot of what a, a lot of things that we do, unfortunately, is we. We use the, the the sovereignty of God to cover our mistakes. Mm. So, for example, when we, when someone dies of diabetes or cancer or heart disease because they've lived an unhealthy life, we like to say, "Oh, it was just their time to go. The Lord took them." I, I don't I don't prescribe to that. I think mm. you probably had another twenty years, and <laughs> you we suffered the consequences of lack of discipline. Mm. Um, and it's 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 a it's a hard truth, but until we start being honest and real, and and realizing we are doing the Lord a great disservice here, mm-hmm. um, we're not going to not going to change. The Lord has so much for us to to do and enjoy, and 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 so many lives to change. And He wants us to be healthy, enjoy our family, move well. I mean, if you look at the at the um, People in the Old Testament, how they lived and how they were strong into old age. Yeah. Clearly, you know, this is what the Lord wanted for us. And we, we're allowing ourselves through deception and through love of food to get further and further away. And comfort. It's comfortable, right? Um, yeah. But comfort kills. 
Wow. Yeah, let's, yeah. Oh, Steve, let's stop right here because we have a break coming and I don't want it to catch us. So we're going we're gonna to pick up right here. This is Aaron Addison's here on American Family Radio. We'll be back right after this. this self-destruction we gotta stop this self-hate we gotta stop Young killing our brothers and save our cities la, la. sick of seeing my people dying on these streets stretched out without a post they got them lying on these sheets it's real rapid ain't no lying on these sheets they took my cousin from this world he was a lion on these streets i try to speak from the messiah on these beats because that's the only one could save us from the riots on these streets the only this holy pressure I'm applying on these streets Trying to save my city, then some You lose some and win some But we ain't gonna stop until the outcome is income Of souls pouring in the kingdom Back to who it's sent from I used to holler, it's dumb Now I'm all about wisdom Like Proverbs and Solomon is your words I'm following, don't keep your feelings This is Aaron Addison's here on American Family Radio Wednesdays with Will I'm talking with brother Steve Bethea About real fitness And man, he has some great, great things to say and I love what he was talking about when we went to break about mission. Um, what is your mission? That should dictate to you, like, how you're going to, you know, treat this temple that, that God has given. And there's a scripture, uh, Steve, First um, Corinthians chapter 9, uh, 24 through 27. It's one of my, my favorite scriptures. It says, do you not know that those who run in the race all mm-hmm. run, but only one receives a prize? Run in such a way that you may win. And everyone who competes in the games exercises self-control in all things. They then do Mm -hmm. it to receive a perishable reap, but we an imperishable. Therefore, I run in such a way as not without aim. I box in such a way as not beating the air, but I discipline my body and make it my slave so that after I have preached to others, I myself would not be disqualified. And you talked about mission, you know, Mm -hmm. um, could having the proper fitness habits as a believer tell us how serious we are about our mission? I, I guess you would say yes to that. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, if you if you value, you know, if you value your 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 mission here, mm-hmm. instinctively you're going to want to do it as long as possible. And just instinctively, yeah. If you value the purpose that God has given you, you're going to. No, right off the bat, I need to make here, make sure I'm here to do this. Mm-hmm. And one of those things is, okay, I need to be um, careful about what I put in my body, what I eat, mm-hmm. and I need to be working out to make sure I'm strong. Yeah. Right? We're not we're not talking about being bodybuilders. We're not mm-hmm. talking about you know being the strongest man in the world. We're just talking about being healthy. Yeah. Right. We're just talking about being healthy, and it's important. And I feel like people who have a mission, and and you know, I've I've seen people. Who have great ministries, who um, who seem to have this longevity, and it's you know if you talk to them, it's, they look healthy, and these are people you know 60s, 70s, and you know fitness is always there in the background. If you ever have a conversation with them, if you ever talk to them about their routines, um, fitness and eating well is is just there. It's just a part of their lifestyle, and they have you know powerful ministries. They're doing yeah. big things for the Lord. And but they understand that it's important that they take care of themselves. One, they're honoring their temple. Um, they're living in their identity of who they are, and they're making sure they're here to serve their mission uh, for Christ. Amen, amen. And having a, a passion for for working out and fitness and, and and those things, we know that anything can be turned into an idol, right? 
Uh, and we mm-hmm. see it in the fitness industry is, is, is usually, you know, about self. Um, and it could become that. How do you personally guard against that uh, aspect of, of things in your life that it don't become the preeminent thing? Um, so I try to make everything about, about the Lord. So my time, a lot of my time in the gym is spent, um, preaching and ministering to people, <laughs> um, about Christ. I take every Amen. opportunity I can. Um, one, because I, I, you know, I want to spread the gospel. And for two, I want people to know who I am. It's a way of accountability. Um, you know, it's, it's sort of self accountability. You know, if you know, people are watching, you know, people are, or are, are know that you're a Christian, um, it, it's not, you know, I'm not saying we have to police ourselves in that way, but it, it, it does. You want to, you want to um, represent the Lord well. And, you know, one of the things I've been blessed with is that, you know, people come up to me all the time and they ask me, hey, man, you're, you know, you look this way, are you an athlete? What, what team, people will just assume, bro, mm-hmm. what team do you play for? Or, <laughs> oh, do you compete? And I'm like, no. And, but they're like, but look how you work out. Look at your, your stature. You look at why do you do this? Mm. And I love that because it, it, it gives me the perfect opportunity to tell them, this is who I am in Christ. There's mm. nothing else I can do. This is who I am. And it always leads to another conversation. I literally had this conversation not a week ago with a young man who, who walked up to me and asked him just the same stuff. And he was like, bro, why? Like, how are you? What are you? Why are you doing this? I was like, this is who I am in Christ. Mm. This is this is who I am, and I and I, st- I stood there mid workout in a gym full of people, um, <laughs> preaching the gospel to this to this young man for Amen. an hour. And Amen. <laughs> awesome, awesome opportunity. He thanked me after. Um, so that so yeah, it's it's always about the Lord for me. Always, always about the Lord. And Amen. yeah, I, I always have to check myself, make sure I'm not you know not making it about myself. Um, but opportunities like that, if I ever do start to veer, always bring me back. Amen. Um, to center so. Amen. Well, let's let's talk more about the the ministry and and so uh what what's your your website address and what can uh, folks find when they go to your website? Like what are the things that you offer, you know, for those who may be interested in uh in in wellness? Right. So so the website is realfitness.me, so .me. Um and it's called real fitness because there's a there's a structure. Um we we uh, I preach relationship because I feel like if the foundation isn't your identity in Christ and your relationship with Christ and you're not convicted from that standpoint, then everything else, nothing else matters. Mm-hmm. You can be as educated, you can be, you know, you can know what to do, but if you're not convicted um, in why we need to do this, you'll always seek something else or you make it an idol. Mm-hmm. Um, so we preach relationship first. We use scripture and the truth of uh, the, the of, of um, who you are in Christ as the foundation. Uh, so we preach relationship. Then there's education, um, education about uh, nutrition and, and working out. Action is is uh, practical moves or practical workouts, uh, showing you exactly what you can do in the gym, how you can uh, work out and, and get in better shape. And then there's lifestyle. So lifestyle is how you take all of these things and how you incorporate them into whatever your day-to-day life looks like. So those are the sort of, sort of four pillars of why it's called real fitness. So it's relationship, education, action, and lifestyle. So in on that website, you'll see information um, covering all those. I have, um, have uh, videos, um, articles, uh, blogs, 
and things that just break this break those things down. I, I try to post daily, give you uh, give everyone more information for that. Is also I, I have a a full fitness plan that's free. All this is free, uh, by the way, wow. on my website, and wow. it's actually my fitness plan. This is the one I do every single day. It's my hip program, and it's uh, completely available to anybody. There's videos to show you how to do the moves, and um, yeah. So that's wow. and then in the Facebook group is the same thing. So I try to post the same content on the Facebook group as much as possible, but it's more accessible on the, on the website. Wow. Awesome. Awesome. And tell us, man, about this new program that you really feel a burden to, to launch specifically geared towards pastors. And so uh, tell us about that program and why pastors specifically. Okay. So, so this new, the new program is what I want to start doing is start reaching out to pastors, um, bringing them into this three-month training program, educating them on health and wellness, excuse me, meeting meeting with them, uh, if not myself, another trainer, at least once a week for practical application, and really helping to shift um, the mindset from the leadership perspective. Because one of the things I realized is that as I've been uh, educating and, 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 you know, ministering to people in the body is that at the end of the day, the, you know, our, the, the, the body goes to church and they see their leaders who are unfit, unhealthy. They don't work out. They never uh, preach on these things. Mm. We, they're often telling jokes about their own morbidity or, uh, mo- uh, yeah, morbidity mm-hmm. or, um, uh, you know, we make light of it. Yeah. And it's just, there's this unspoken, um, uh, I guess, you know, thought that, you know, it's not that important. Health is not that important. We can kind of joke about it. We can kind of joke at, you know, about what we eat and how undisciplined we are and, you know, how, you know, oh, man, better not break out those Oreo cookies or I'm going to eat them all. And, you know what I mean? So, <laughs> and it's, it, you know, it's in a, in a, in a, in a moment, it may be funny, but in the grand scheme of things, when you see how we're dying and you see how we're, we're living, um, it's it's sad. It's sad, yeah. and it's not to be. It's not a religious thing, um, but it you know it is an accountability thing, and it is a thing that the the body of Christ needs to see that their leaders believe that this is is serious and believe that this is um, something that the Lord uh, wants for us. And so this this program for for pastors, you know, because we we have a, a vast audience, it, would would this be something that uh, those meetings can be? will be done like on video or zoom or like how, how, yep. okay. So it's set up yep. to where it will be set up to where, you know, if, if my pastor, if I want to tell him about this and he wants to be involved, you know, he can, he can meet with you or someone uh, on your team about, about this. Yep, absolutely. So if, 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 there, if you're a pastor or a church leader um, and you are being, are you convicted about this, the Lord's been talking to you about getting in shape, please reach out. Go to my website, realfitness.me. Uh, you can, you can uh, pre-register there. Um, you can reach out to me directly over email. Um, join the website. And we will, I will get back to you. We will um, set this thing up. I also, if you are a trainer, if you are a trainer and you want to be a part of this, because I also need trainers who are going to be where these pastors are and, mm-hmm. and because they need practical, right? So it's not just the knowledge. They need to go through training. And I need, you know, Christian trainers, believers who, who hear this and say, you know what, I would love to do this, love to be a part of this. Please reach out. Uh, please let me know where you are. 
and what your availability is because I'm trying to recruit, really trying to mobilize the body on this. And there are a lot of uh, Christians who do get this and who do um, are and are actually trainers. So mm. um, pastors, leaders, trainers, please reach out. Please, please reach out. Man, I think this is excellent, man, and something that is long overdue. And I understand the the uh, strategy of even um, having the pastors on board and understanding, like, man, you know, uh, it matters, you know, uh, uh, what we eat and what, you know, because you can preach the, the great sermons and all that, but a lot of, man, a lot of times you're, you're dying before it's time and, and all this kind of stuff is going on. And, and there are some things that God has left in our power to do. You know, yeah, he is sovereign. Yeah. He's in control. But there are some things that he, even in his word, commands us to do. You know, like even in right. uh, the scriptures, put on this or put off this, you know. Uh, so it's it's things that, that are, are told to us to do, you know, and I, I know, like you're saying the jokes, you know, I, I probably made a few of them myself, you know, <laughs> you know, I, I remember you know, saying, yeah, I'm, I'm going after church. I'm going buffet my body, not Buffett. You know, he's, he, it's just those type of things that we, we kind of uh, cling on to. And we feel like, oh man, it's, 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 it's lightweight. It's, it's not anything serious. But the thing is, right. man, when we are sick, you know, and when we are not feeling the best, when we are, you know, out of, out of energy, we we never look at man. Maybe it's what I ate, or uh, maybe you know I'm I'm mm-hmm. not working out. I'm not doing uh, what I'm supposed to do, being a good steward uh, of my body. And so, man, this right. is good. And and so, if there are pastors out there, pastors or ministry leaders or trainers, you know, feel free. Please do you know go to realfitness.me. Uh, reach out to Brother Steve on Facebook. You can find him on there and send them a message that you heard it on Aaron Addison's and you're interested uh, in, in what he's talking about, because we, we have some things that we can do. It's in our own power to do. And again, that does not challenge the sovereignty of God. (laughs) You know, that that's not, you know, saying that God is not sovereign, but what it is saying that we have a responsibility as well. So brother Steve, before, before we wrap things up, just uh, again, give them all your information uh, and just so they can write this down and, and, and may, may be able to hit you up and just be able to find out more information about what you're doing. Yeah. Uh, so again, the, the, the website is real fitness, uh, R E A L F I T N E S S dot M E. Um, my email, if you want to shoot me an email, it's just Steve at real fitness dot me. Uh, check out the website. Um, Anyone who wants to donate, the donation links are on the website. Donations are, you know, I have, we will have to pay the trainers. Mm-hmm. Um, so donations are going to be huge. It's a huge part of this ministry. So uh, please donate. And, again, uh, ministers, leaders, pastors, uh, you know it's right. You know it's time. <laughs> right. You know it's time. Like, come yeah. on. We got to do this. The, body, my, the last thing I'll say is, I, you know, I want my legacy to be for the Lord that, you know, right now, one in three people, um, people, right, and at least in the States, will die of heart disease, mm. right? That's And that's just heart disease. And that number is no different if you include Christians. Mm. Um, I want that to change. Yeah. I want all those statistics to change when you start talking about the body of Christ. You know, one in three people may die if you're looking at the world, but I want it to be one in 20 for some reason when it comes to Christians. Mm. You know, some, for some reason, Christians live to 100 years old. 120. Um, they're just less, you know, sick and 
you know, yeah. this is a huge thing to draw people in. So uh, to start asking them why, why, why are you guys so healthy? And we can just use that to point to Christ. So um, it, it's an awesome opportunity. So again, you guys know what's done. Hit me up. Let's go. <laughs> Amen. All right. Thank you so much, Brother Steve, for being on with, with us. This has been Aaron Addison's here on American Family Radio Wednesdays with Will. And man, let's take it seriously. God has given us these bodies and he's given them to us to steward well. So let's steward them well. Until tomorrow, we'll be back. But until then, God bless. <laughs>